Cool, cool. So we're here with the Homie Sauce Remix. Uh, father, rapper, activist. Uh, it's a black and white thing. This is Carlos Johnson. Um, so I want to, I wanna, since we, we just finished talking about, you know, um, about balance and, uh, you know, your black community, why make it, a, why are you more, seeming like you're more about the black community versus the gospel? And even something that, that we talked about on the phone where um, I think people kind of, if you just look at musically, your last three projects, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about um, first it was Soul Food, the first, you know, first installment in the series. And it, you know, from a from a outsider's perspective, it looks more, if you would call uh, Christ center, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, there was uh, you, you have, you know, you have songs, Wake Up, um, Promises, things like that, where you're you're talking about God, you're talking about Christ from the outsider's perspective. Then you have one. Well, one is it's again from an outsider's perspective, they look at it as okay, this is gospel centered, but there is a undercurrent of of social a social activity or activism within the music. Obviously, gunshots, which we'll talk about the foundation a little bit a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at you know Soul Food Two, where it's like you said, like there is a hard it there's a hard it's in your face. It's this is again. This is pro black. We're talking about the Black Panthers. We're talking about Garvey. We're talking about MLK. We're talking about um, you know in the song with with Craig about black superheroes. About and you mentioned in the beginning of that you know about Bill Cosby. Um, I kind of put a disclaimer of you know I mentioned him uh, for for the images that he portrayed on TV that were groundbreaking of of uh, upward mobile uh, black family. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, let's kind of let's kind of turn it because you talked about school. Um, kind of tell people like where you've been, like kind of I don't want to get too deep personally, but, you know, the changes that you have made. You're in school now. You got the foundation that you're working on. So just talk a little bit about, you know, uh, first of all, gosh, hold on. I got to I got to call myself. out. I just said talk about I hate when interviewers say talk about like that. We're having a conversation. <laughs> you're here to talk. Yeah. So so forgive me. Forgive me. I have to put a fine in like the tip jar or something. But, um, you know, get into a little bit about uh, what you're doing, you know, with school and with the foundation. OK, well, um, going back to the music. Yeah. yeah. So I understand, um, you know, I had when I first um, when I first came out, I had. Uh, biblical teaching through rhymes and beats. Right, right. Based off of everything I was learning, it was just all stuff I had been learning. Um, then I had Soft Shaker mixtape right. with Petey. That was just something we just really threw together and just did. Actually, <laughs> now, I'm not gonna lie. Like everybody know that's the wackest project I ever had. I go back. I had some crazy bars in there, man. But the thing was a hit and miss it because if you didn't like Petey, you didn't like the whole CD because he was on every song. <laughs> you know. But uh, anyway, so. <laughs> um, so then I had Bible on my side, um, which was really around that era where Christians, Christian rappers were, you know, ride with God and get rolled over. You know, we 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 coming out swing, we going hard against the world, right? Um, that kind of went along with that, man. And um then I had um Soul Food. Now Soul Food was a total switch sound wise, very laid back, a lot of samples. I went into talking about very specific issues, not being general. I think my first three CDs were very general, general uh, Christian stuff. And um, with Soul Food, I started talking about how to deal with broken promises um, and things of that nature, man. Just going to specific things, dealing with hurt um, and really making myself, um, like I said, I want to be like Jesus when he was on earth. So really looking at um, being tangible, more tangible as an artist and as a person, and with my music, and um, being relatable, I guess. Now, my idea with one was I had a total career path change, a total ideal change. First, I was going to school for mechanical manufacturing. I always love to build stuff and um, see how things work, take stuff apart, things like that. So I went to do mechanical manufacturing, maybe going to engineering. And uh, when one, one was really inspired because I started working on the song Gunshots before I started working on the album. And uh, one of my homies I grew up with, he got shot, I think like five or six times in the chest right in front of his daughter. And he was in a coma for like two months. Wow. And that really hit home for me. So I started studying 
the black homicide uh, victimization rate in the nation as well as Kansas City. Crazy. Like I'm getting stats. I'm writing. I'm writing up stuff, articles. I'm, I'm stuff I haven't even released. Just looking at stuff, man. Looking at Chicago versus Kansas City. How Kansas City had the population of Chicago. We'll have more murders. Just right. connecting the dots on all types of stuff. I'm like, dang, like we doing a lot of stuff right here in our community. And the gunshots was birthed out of that. Right. So that's that's kind of the beginning of this journey yes, for you. That was the beginning. That uh-huh. was the beginning, man. That was the beginning. And um gunshots turned into something bigger than what I thought it was gonna be. Um, I thought it was gonna be a dope song. I was gonna try to get on Hot One Three, which I did. I was gonna try to get it on you know, Rapzilla. We'll, we'll shoot the video. You know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm about to kill him with this. You know, it's hard. It's hard, right? And I think that um, the Lord had a different direction for it to go. Like when I had the video, I was inviting people out, come out to the video shoot. You know, my regular supporters and fans come out to the video shoot. Um, you know, let's make it look big. Let's, let's make it look like we standing against violence in our city. And nobody came except like Solo. Uh, of course, of course, Concrete Truth. Shout out Concrete Truth Media, my team. They came out. Of course, they were shooting a video. But like other than that, uh, A West came out. The people that the actors in the video still stayed around um, afterwards and helped out. But like for that last scene, nobody really came out. Right. And I'm looking around like where everybody at. Then all of a sudden, people started popping up that I never ever seen before. Right? Wow. With reward posters, t shirts, RIP, my cousin, my brother, my son, my uncle, my grandpa, whatever. Like, right. Families started, like, real families of murdered victims, recent victims too, came out. Like, hey, we heard about your song. We heard it's going to be here in front of the ad hoc building. We just wanted to come support and share our story. We did a prayer vigil. We prayed for him, man. We, did a, we, we lit candles. Um, when we got to all the interviews that people, you know, seen the gunshots video, you see all the interviews we did with the people. And when I saw that, I realized, okay, this is what the Lord wants me to do. Mm. It's not to be Lecrae or try to be this Christian rap star. And it's to really attack these issues, speak out on them. The injustice is done within our community and done to our community. Right. But starting here first. If I can't start here, I can't go nowhere else. That's how I feel. Right. I got to start right here. I can't be going out talking about riding out the Ferguson, talking about hands up, don't shoot, and I ain't stood up for no injustices right here. Right. You know, but anyway, um, so when that came out, um, one, the whole underline was reaching a community, one community, bringing us one, all together, one community. And um, I had songs in there where I talked about a little bit, about what Soul Food 2 talks about, just to refresh anybody's memory. Freedom. Um, I'm finally free and beautifully black. Um, Harriet Tubman, Nat Turner, uh, Booker T. I mentioned all that in there. Um, All-American Center. Um, And I heard about equality, but it still seems so racist. And I try hard to keep my heart from having that same hatred. So, of course, it wasn't as um, in your face as Soul Food 2 is, but it was there. And right. it was just, I guess, growing into what I'm learning now. So, but with Soul Food too, the difference is I started learning about history, right? Um, history of everything, just history of um, the world, Africa, how how Christianity looked in Ethiopia before slavery, before colonialism. How the Orthodox Ethiopian Church has still their original language. Um, they, um, the Ethiopians, avoided um, um, colonization. How they fought back. Um, and everything, looking at the um, the churches, they have some of the oldest churches in the world there. Um, black images of Christ, early stuff, like before Roman images, like they got early old stuff, you know what I mean? But anyway, so so looking at that, so looking at how West Africans took West African culture and spiritual beliefs and mixed them with this um this what they call a hypocritical Christianity. Um, Frederick Douglass in his book, he talks about how um, and he was a Christian for people that don't know. He talks about how people, how the, he realized that the slave masters were not practicing this Jesus that they preached. And it, there was a big misconception that Christianity was um, forced on Africans. Mm-hmm. And that's how we got Christianity. Mm-hmm. Now, I do agree that there are European, a Europeanized version of Christianity. Mm-hmm. As far as the images and the media, things of that nature, that has been passed down to 
African Americans. Mm-hmm. But um, these people willingly chose to follow what they wanted to follow. Right. Um, matter of fact, the three biggest slave revolts, they killed people, were by Baptist ministers. Nat Turner being the biggest. Mm-hmm. And the, the thing with Nat Turner was that he, um, when he did what he did, right? Mm-hmm. They 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 took slave laws and made them tighter. They said um, you cannot go and practice a Western a, a, a West African style Christianity anymore. They they would go out in the woods and do dances and things of that nature um, that were foreign to Europeans, but it was West African culture. Um, you cannot read and write. Slaves cannot read and write anymore because they realize and these slaves reading, they understanding that we not really preaching this Bible. We not talking about the freedom side of this. Right, right. We taking stuff out of context. We using Israel stuff to put it on Africans and stuff like that, right? So the slaves started realizing that. They understood that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so looking in history, man, and all that kind of made me want to do a soul food part two mm. to talk about the soul. The Souls of Black Folks, which is a book I read. W.E.B. Du Bois, check it out. It's dope. Sociological book. Um, souls of Black Folks, the, the, the soul movement. Um, that came in the 60s and the 70s This soul, I got soul um, And try to capture that sound even more um, Now a lot of the songs don't have that um, That upfront Believe in Christ or go to hell message Right um, But I, 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 The way I outlined the album was It summed up all of that So Impossible's at the end of the album Impossible um, If you heard Impossible um, it talks about all these things that they said was impossible to do for black people, but I seen real change through the gospel though. The beginning of the album, song number three, um, Soul Food, Whipping Soul Food. Right. It gets my bass. Then I get into all the different issues I'm funneling through and everything. But uh, yeah, so that's what Soul Food 2 was, was born out of, man. Of course it's different, man. I think everybody has, if, if you got an artist that's staying the same, he's not growing in anything. And I mean, you look at Lecrae, all the backlash he got. Look at all the backlash Show Baraka got for even leaving Reach Records. And then he come out with Talented 10. So and the stuff I've that al- he was talking about, like. I've always said that show, and there obviously there have been cats before them. I mean, Grits and Tunnel Rats. You know, if you talk yeah. about Christian hip hop, there have always been those kind of, you know, uh, there's a didactic side and then there's kind of like a backpack side, you know, yeah. that just, that raps. And, and I always felt like Show got the got the bad rap of he left Reach because he wanted to be more socially conscious, and then I felt like Reach turned around and became that. They yeah. became what, and then they got more love for it. And I was like, you know, and I, yeah, I mean, Show was kind of touched on. He's touched on that a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they was ready at that time. That's what I think. I mean, yeah, and Show came with the idea, and they was like, <laughs> and then yeah. a year later. Look, Cray out here doing it. It's like, what the heck? No, yeah. but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I'm just I mean, saying, I mean, as an we, example, but yeah, I, I as an example, I, I think artists, when they learn, they start to grow, and it's reflected in their music, um, of course. So you see what I'm learning right now, historical stuff, historical truths are reflected in my music. And um, I've never been a person to really um, be scared to study, like, what is truth? Because right. you hear from a lot of these groups, like when I when I, when I start talking to uh, Nation of Islam dudes and Moorish dudes and Kemetic dudes and all these different cats, man, like the claims that they have about Christ and things of that nature historically, it's discouraging because we don't know our history, right. black Christians. We don't know this stuff. We know reformed movement. We know John Calvin. We know Oswald Chambers, all these glorified dudes, right? We know all them. We don't know nothing about how Christianity looked in Africa. We, we, we don't even think about it. I never thought about it. Cats I talked to never thought about it. You know what I'm saying? It was never brought up in the churches that I went to, ever. Even in the black churches I get, we had like white Jesus on the, <laughs> on the wall, right? And it's like, right. dude, that's not even, first of all, that's, idol, that's idolatry to have an image of him. Second of all, it's not him. Right. And I'm not going to go with Hebrew Israelites, so I'm just saying, like, historically, that's not dude. Um, but anyway, so, man, Soul Food 2 was really born out of my love for the history that I've been learning. 
and everything was all mixed together. The faith, the history, my love for my black community, man, and 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 everything, man. And I feel like I feel like when people hear that type of stuff, like they think that it's it means anti something else, right? So when people hear Black Lives Matter, they think no, all lives matter, and it's like. We not saying that all lives don't matter. Right. But we saying that black lives matter too. Right. Right. So I I don't know, man. Like I've 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 had a lot of like the people that hit you up, I don't know if they were black or white or Mexican or whatever. Probably black people. Okay. <laughs> Nobody approached me. But I had a couple of white supporters and fans, friends. Hit me up, like, hey, dude, what's going on? Right, right. <laughs> and I understand that they don't understand. And I give them that grace. But I try to walk through, like, for instance, I was talking about group economics, buying black, right? It's a real big movement in Kansas City, buy black, buy local, support your community. Um, we see that um, the hood is the way that it is. Um, not necessarily because we we got more sin than the suburbs. Like, all have sin, right? It's an economic problem. We don't have the economic things that um, other groups have, right? Um, so I was talking about, I said, um, does anybody know a, um, a local black car shop I can that does radiator work or something like that? And uh, people was like, yeah, man, go down to Little Leon's down the street. Woo -dee -woo -woo. And I had a brother hit me up. He said, um, why buy black? He said, why not buy Christian? And I said, hmm. So I was going to spaz on him, like, no lie, right? Okay. Well, I said, nah, I want to help him understand. I understand that he may not understand the problems that my people group have and why we're in those predicaments today. And I said, um, I said well, first of all, I said, um, I said, um, I said, I said, um, you got to understand that if you know anything about economics, specifically group economics, um, the money that you give your people group is going to directly affect your people group and how y'all live in the areas that y'all live in first. I said, second of all, black companies are the second biggest employers of black people in America. First, of course, is the mainstream economy. Walmart, Burns and McDowell, McDonald's, um, uh, Harley Davidson, GM, you know, all these big jobs that everybody want to get and retire from, right? Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whatever. I said, but your mom and pop shops in any community, they're going to hire the people that look like them. And those are the second biggest employers of black people or the black communities, the black um, businesses in my community. I said, third of all, what buying black does for young people like me who grow up and could never have a chance to see um, black entrepreneurs being successful in their community. You know, you hear right. about Oprah, you right. know, these success stories, these once in a lifetime things, right? But you don't get to see um, Leon Swiftway and realize that he's the only black owned grocery store in the city. Right. You know what I mean? And what that can do for a black child who's growing up in poverty is inspire him to be more than a rapper or an athlete or whatever else the media said he should be. And he can think more entrepreneurship minded. And I said, another thing is, um, most of the black companies in my community, they are Christians. <laughs> I said, so I don't want you to think that I'm separating, like I'm being separative. Because obviously, if you don't live down here, you probably live in an all-white community yourself. And though you might not say, hey, I'm going to buy white, you probably do that all the time. Right. Um, so I talked about how you look at um, the we'll call them alternative economies in America, um, Chinatowns, little Hades, little Mexico's. These are alternative economies where people practice group economics within each other to be self-sufficient with one another so that they won't have to do be dependent on welfare and things of that nature. I said that has crippled us. Um, coming out of the integration and civil rights that has crippled us more than do doing good. I said, if we do support each other more, um, that can eventually help us. And I mean, we can go a long way with that, but go ahead. No, I was just just resetting. Uh, so we're here okay. with Sauce Remix. So it's a black and white thing. Chill, um, we in here, man. <laughs>
talking about a lot of different things, answering all the questions that you that you may have had, but may have been a little hesitant to ask. Uh, so we talked, you know, got into soul food too. We talked about uh, Black History, Black Panther Party, Marcus Garvey. Um, got a little bit into group economics. Um, so now I want to take take the time to to focus on your foundation. Um, so we talked about, you know, like you said, soul food too. Um, so, I, so I want to go back, you know, I want to start at home. So when you go to your wife and you say, babe, this is, this is what I've been, this is what I've been dreaming about. This is something I'm really passionate about. This is what I want to go for. Like, what was her response when you laid out this, this vision to her of, of your foundation and the things you want to do? Um, I don't remember exactly when I started cause I, it, it, it all was kind of progressing. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I also, um, I, I, I want to, I'm, I'm in the process of starting a, a women's uh, heels, a women's shoe store too. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm laying out all these ideas to my wife, right? I got a lot of ideas. Right. She's always funneling through them, saying, "Nah, maybe we should do something else." Woo woo woo, right? Being a wife, and um, so I start talking about how you know I'm working at Harley Davidson, mm-hmm. right? I'm making like seventeen dollars an hour on the way to make twenty two dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably would have got laid off, but I think I would have got hired on. But anyway, um, so I get with her. And we just start talking about like living out your passions, doing what you know God has put on your heart to do, things of that nature, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was talking about going back to school. I said, you know what? If I'm gonna do this activism thing, I want to go. I, I want to go to a school that has a program that I can really benefit from, um, and get, I guess, the technical knowledge of what's going on. How I want definitely want to learn about how the inner city is planned, how they made it, why why they made it the streets that way, why they put the projects right there, why they put the plaza right there, different things like that, right? Right. And I'm all I'm, I'm actually all learning this in, in school now, but anyway. So she's like, "Well, why don't you just go back to school full time?" And I'm like, "I want to go to school, but I'm gonna go part time. Just go, you know, online <laughs> classes. I'm still working Harley Davidson, you know, right. woo." And um, like a long story short, she just was 100% behind me. She was just like, do it. And ever since I met my wife, she always told me, if you're going to do it, just do it. Like even with rap, when I was doing the other rap, right? Right. She was like, well, you should be out like trying to blow up. Like if you're going to do it, do it. Right. And she was just 100% behind me like, look, let's make a plan and try to map this thing out as best as we can. Go back to school. Try to do your music and your activism full time, and let, let, let's rock. Let's do it. And I literally just did it. Like I just quit my job. Well, I didn't quit. I resigned. But you know what I mean, right? Um, and I started school, and um, now I'm living it out, man. And yeah, it's definitely a struggle. You know what I mean? It's it's definitely not easy. I, I do have a part time job, um, but it's more in the field of what. I'm doing. Um, I, I work for Link after school program, working with fourth graders. Yeah, mentoring fourth graders is dope. Working with the fourth graders, man, interacting with them. Um, but yeah, so now I have a lot of time freed up that I've been able to man connect with stuff that I wouldn't be able to do if I was working ten hours a day out by the airport, not even in my community. Come back home, it's seven o'clock. My wife is getting off. She tired. Got to cook. I'm getting off. I don't want to deal with nobody. Cause I don't been out here at work all day. And now I got to rap on the weekends, and it's like it's it's rough, right? So um, I just kind of sacrificed that, man. And I know a lot of people traditional traditionally is kind of like, you know, what you doing? You supposed to work and retire? Like, man, I had to change my mindset from that. And this is not to down um, anybody who has a good job and is working, but I think for so long, man, like us as a people, like we've been we've been really taught like go out. Be a good black man. Don't get in trouble and get a good job and you'll be good. And it's like, how about we go out and try to start our own stuff? Right. Everybody else does it. Why can't, why can't we do it? So um, that was my mindset, man. And like I said, I'm 28, bro. And I'm like, man, I don't want to look up 10 years from now and be working in the warehouse miserable, halfway doing what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And looking around and I'm just in the midlife crisis down. You know what I mean? Because first of all, when I turn probably 33, I'm not rapping no more. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I want to I do full-time activism. And, right. Um, so, but anyway, 
So I told her about it, man, and mapped it out with her. And she's just like, look, I'm 100% behind you. Like, I believe you can do it. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was just. Shout out to Brittany. I was gone. Look at you holding, holding your man down. I'm just like, I'm gone. But, dude, I've made so many connections. I've, 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 I've rapped at places, man, that I never thought I'd rap at, connected with organizations that I didn't even know existed. And everything that I'm trying to do is lining up. Like I'm meeting these people that um, now I'm being now I'm able to present in front of these people that give away money for artists who do music that I do, right. who do socially conscious music, um, who are in school for what I'm in school for. Like talking to businesses that um, are talking to me about how they need somebody on their team, you know, that is doing what I'm doing, not to, not to necessarily work for them, but to partner with them because they need somebody that's out there, like. So doing stuff like that, man, it's been very interesting, man. And um, uh, I'm actually in a, a social entrepreneurship challenge at my school where I'm presenting my in May. I'm presenting my on uh, the urban arts of edu- uh, the urban arts the arts of urban impact fund foundation in front of them. I think I'm gonna change right. the name for this thing specifically um, after I get it all formulated, but. Um, what I'm doing right now, they're just showing us how to take your social venture, your social idea, and turn it into an entrepreneurship idea. So social entrepreneurship is different than a regular entrepreneurship because our final goal is not to make money. It's to take the money and use it to affect social issues that we champion ourselves. So um, with that said, my foundation is the Arts of Urban Impact Fund. It's twofold. The first thing is, um, of course, with all the hip hop and everything involved, um, we raise money for families that don't, um, for families of murder victims, specifically those that don't have life insurance. And I'm, I'm trying to add a financial literacy piece. I don't know if I'm gonna develop it myself or from a partner with um, people like um, uh, Trey Cobb's mom. She has a financial literacy thing that she does, um, or somebody from Prime America. So I don't know. Um, but we already are raising the money. Like, I, I got the fund set up and everything. I just haven't went all the way public yet because I want to have everything intact um, from when donors give money, especially, like, if I get a big, like, if Blue Cross Blue Shield want to donate some money, I can show them where their money's going, how they can write that off, and, you know, hey, it's, it's tax deductible, all that. It's all in order, you know. Um, for the second half of that, to make to make that short, the second half of that is I want to create – um, this is kind of like a five-year plan. By the time I graduate and probably a year after, I want to create an art um, center on the east side of Truce for inner-city kids um, called the, the the Arts of Urban Impact Center. And they can come here after school and during the summer and learn how to work, um, how to run a studio, um, learn how to um, perform, dance, all the urban arts, um, rap, poetry, and um, learn about those things, the history of them, of course, the different techniques, how to develop them, how to get better, but to use them in their immediate communities in positive ways. So I do this at the City Union Mission. Right. Um, and it's a um, curriculum that I'm still developing, but I started called Rap is a Positive Influence. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, City Union Mission is a two-day class where the first day I teach about rap um, Historically, as an art form, not hip hop, because we can go. It's hip hop right, is right. you, know, you go, out, yeah. you go yeah. out, all, all type of ways, but rap specifically as an art form. So the the things that it shares with uh, poetry, the literary techniques, things of that nature. And on the second day, we write the raps, we, we we perform them, we talk about the issues in our lives, and I, I don't give them any 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 type of um, guidelines except no cussing. No um, profane or, or um, disrespectful words, you know. Um, you can talk about anything from God to how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't care as long as it's positive and encourage somebody to do something. Right. So right. I want to take that and uh, on a larger scale with the center and involve all the arts that, that urban kids are into. And, um, and also be tutoring. So also be tutoring and it'll be a safe haven for kids. On Saturday nights, they ain't got nowhere to go. Come through. We just in here playing pool or something, you know. Right. But I see, like, we don't have anything like that on the east side of Truce. We we have s- some things, but we don't have anything that specific for kids that are interested in that stuff. 
Yeah, and you know, I mean, not to to cut you off, but that's something that has been my particular heart. Like, you know, you had, what was that, a couple of years ago, the issues on the plaza. Yeah. um, You know, which it wasn't, I mean, granted, maybe some of the offenders were black, but there was was more than just, you know, it was a lot more than black. It was a lot of people down, a lot of kids. Yeah. Um, But that was kind of my big thing of, a dream of mine was to always take, you know, obviously before Cerner came and bought up the entire, you know, side of Bannister, but was to turn like the Hypermart to like just this huge complex where, you know, you had like a place where kids can go play. You got PS4s, PlayStations, but you got academic centers. You got basketball courts, just an all-purpose facility if you want to throw a concert or something, you know what I'm saying, something positive for the kids. So I think that's really dope, Yeah, you know what I'm saying, that you're coming up with something for the youth that's positive from a, like you said, from a, a rapping standpoint, from a, from a, okay, just come hang out, you know, just give you a place. Cause like you said, there's no place for kids to go. Yeah. That's in the area too. Places where, you know, uh, I mean, I granted I was a homebody, so I never did hot summer nights or I never did night hoops. But the thing about that is that they were on major bus lines too. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Where you could take, you know, a, a true store or whatever to get, to get where you need to be if your parents couldn't drive you. So, I mean, I think that's really dope. That you're coming up with those things for the kids, you know? Yeah, man. And um, like I said, I'm now I'm able, like I, I've been put in a position, man, to be able to present my ideas in front of people that got the money and the resources to fund it. You know what I mean? I went to a, um, a breakfast gala at, for the Arts KC. And I didn't realize how Arts KC, how big Arts KC was. Yeah, I think our job has, has done some sponsorship with them. And I was just blown away, bro. First of all, it's at the Presidential Hotel. So we in there. With the rich folks, right? Where is it? I have no idea where it is. It's, it's, on, it's, it's on the Kansas plaza. City. It's on the plaza. Okay. I lived in Kansas City 20 years, know nothing about the city. <laughs> so I'm in there the president's hotel, bro. First of all, I'm very, I feel underdressed, but I said, oh, well, I'm just representing where I, what, what I look like, where I come from. Right. So um, I got invited. You got to get invited, I believe. Like, like you got your table with a name and everything. Like, Right, so you just you not walking just, in yeah, like, nah. yeah, you not walking. Hey, no, nah, it ain't none of that, y'all. What, what, <laughs> can I, can I, can I get the table? You know, nah, right. ain't none of that, man. So I, I got invited by a lady that I met at the Black Panther Legacy Celebration. She, she heard me do gunshots, and she was just like, "Wow, like I never heard any rappers do that type of music." Right. Um. So she invited me out, and uh, basically just introduced me to this culture, man, in Kansas City that I didn't even know existed, dude. Like. This art culture, man, where these people are funding these artists, these fashion designers, these poets, these um, musicians, man, that are going all around the world and the nation, man, doing what they love to do full time. And I didn't know that they had that here, man. And um, I think it's a lot of stuff like that that we don't know about specifically in the black community, man. Like we're, it's a lot, a lot of things that we're not interested in, so we don't, so we won't know about them. Mm-hmm. But when I saw that, man, it just took my mind to a whole nother thing you know so well anyway yeah so that's what um the foundation and the music all how all of us working together the school and everything like that so okay cool cool so once again we're here with the homie sauce remix uh i don't want to say an exclusive it's an exclusive (laughs) uh but he's here you know in the mmp studios the homie dj trey allowing us to grace uh his his spot for a little bit um, so wrapping up, uh, just a couple of more questions. We want to get out of here. Um, so because this is a sports show, and I know we talked a lot about a different things. We got into Christianity a little bit, social social issues, hip hop. But I want to bring it back a little bit. Um, so I'm gonna ask a couple of eh, kind of random questions, some sports related, some hip hop related. But uh, so a sporting event that has come the closest to bringing you to tears. Whether that be tears of joy or tears of oh, sorrow. Man. Man. Um, it was when KU lost to Kentucky. Wait, this year? No, no, no. Oh, no. you mean the national championship? The game. national championship. Oh, so so a couple of, two two years ago. Yes. Two years ago, Anthony Davis and the boys. Yes, when Anthony Davis smashed us, man, and we tried to make that rally that we've been doing all year, but we didn't work with them. Um, I was very crushed. I was hurt. Um, I was thinking that, you know, Bill Self was about to get another title, and um, I, I was hurt. But now, the Royals, that's the worst thing ever in life. Um, <laughs> the Royals, man, when he hit that fly ball, and they caught it, that foul fly foul, ball. Foul ball. Yeah, foul ball, yeah. And they caught it, man. I just, 
I was hurt, like devastated. Like I felt like Cleveland when LeBron left. Like <laughs> I was hurt, man. I was just like, I cannot believe we made it this far. I said, I was thinking to myself, do you know what this is doing for our city right now? We're like healing race relations. Like <laughs> white and blacks getting drunk together, partying, having fun. Nobody <laughs> even thinking about it. like this is huge, man. And um when when man, when when he hit that ball, man, and I see that it wasn't going anywhere, I just wanted to cry, man. Like I was hurt. I was devastated, dude. Like I just laid on the couch, fell asleep on the couch. I was moping around. I was just like literally hurt, man. Like we made it that far, man, to make that effort to everybody. We had a good year, man. Shut up. I don't <laughs> want to hear no did, good though. year. They I don't want to hear man. none of we lost. But man. never in your wildest dreams could you would you have thought that this team would have yeah, made it that you're right, far. You're right. You're I mean right, uh, you're from right. an outsider's perspective, I'm a Cubs fan, so you know. Two thousand three I did cry. Uh when they when they lost in the in the NLCS to the Marlins. That's a Steve Bartman game. I never forget it. On my knees praying to God. Like I'm on my way to church. <laughs> God, please. Please. If you it, I will I will serve you forever. I'm making promises. I'm making whatever deal I can make. But yeah, but but yeah, but I mean so I'm a Cubs fan, but I'm from the outside looking in. That was an incredible run. Um incredible, incredible run. Like you said, it did bring the city together. Everywhere you go, yeah. people, you know, be royal. Yep. Everywhere, um, man. Everywhere, I mean, man. Uh, the, the Take the power crown. light. Yeah, power on light. Yeah. Packed. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Coachman, game seven was down there. You know, he used to be in the WWE. Yeah. He was doing his best rock impersonation. He getting them all fired up. You know, so yeah, so so yeah, yeah. I definitely understand where you're coming from of that of that event. Um, real quick, I uh, just want to get your take on, you know, with obviously the incidents that happened in Ferguson, um, in New York with Mike Brown and Eric Garner. You've seen athletes lebron uh you had andrew hawkins of the cleveland browns wearing a shirt justice for for um tamir rice tamir rice john crawford, john crawford yeah. um what do you take on athletes uh, who are now choosing to step out and speak on these on these social issues of or what they feel are, are seeking justice in these in these times i love it man i think that us the people who fund these athletes man, and make these athletes who they are, the people, you know, they got the power, man. We we are looking for them to be represent, representatives of what we stand for. Mm. And to see LeBron, like this is the king of basketball right now. I, I know Kobe just hit his past Michael Jordan, but LeBron is the biggest thing in basketball right now. To see him saying, I can't breathe, like I think fans of, you know, his fans in New York was just like, wow, you right. know, he cares about what's going on down here. You know what I mean? Um, for the Cleveland Brown player to come out and see the things that happened with Samir Rice and John Crawford, man, that that inspired people, man. And and uh, St. Louis Rams, I mean, right there yeah. in the thick yeah. of it where everything kind of kicked off this year. Right. Um, right there, they coming out with their hands up, man, like, I think that speaks volumes, man, to the times that we're living in and how it's affecting everybody. Nobody's untouchable, not even the president. You know what I mean? Like it's a, like some you got to say something. And this is my message to churches. We cannot be quiet about it. It would not get resolved if we be quiet about it. Right. White churches, black churches, whatever you are, you're going to have to say something about it. If you want to talk about it from a biblical lens, if you want to look at it from social justice, how God hates justice, let's talk. About, I mean, God, I'm sorry, how God hates injustice. Right. We're going to have to get it. We're going to have to talk about it. Yeah. You cannot be scared, man. And, like, I, I, I really champion that because that's my heart. Like, I've, I've been to, like, three or four protests. Um, and um, so that I just love being out there. I don't know. This is a rush for me. But um, to see, man, the hurting mothers in our communities from the from the things that happen in our communities and to our communities, I think the representation from the sports and the movie stars, whoever else, is very inspiring right now. Cool, cool. All right, a uh, couple of more questions and we're out of here. So, again, I just went and seen Top 5 uh, last night with Chris Rock, and so um, a little part of that movie is the discussion of top five, their top five MCs of all time. So oh, hitting snaps. up the rapping Shoot. aspect of it. 
Uh, your top five. Although in the movie they they named six, like they always name a top five and then name a six one. I don't know what that was about, but top five MCs of all time, in your opinion, it doesn't. You yeah. know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna debate you. It's what you think. Yeah, yeah. Um, my number one would have to go with Biggie. Um, like my my pops was a huge Biggie fan, mm-hmm. and uh, my uncle Carter also he used to come pick me up, take me to school in his drop top every day, Parkwood, riding in the drop to listen to Biggie. I thought I was like. <laughs> mm, I'm, the I'm about to pull up to the school. Listen, this is the drop top. What? <laughs> I just fell in love with the way he rapped, dude. Like to this day, people still try to rap like how he used to rap. Like this, I mean, as as a rapper, as an MC, dude, this dude was, and at his time, the very best to me, and I uh, very inspired. Why I love lyrics, why I love raps, um, why I love the literary techniques of rap. Um, my number two would have to be Tupac. Um, I know that's probably real generic, but just um, his social side, social issues, and his love for his community. And you listen to some of them interviews, man. The dude was deep, man. Like, yeah. I really feel like they had to kill this dude because he he. You got the people on your side. You got the power, and I feel like he was about to do something, man. Like I said in the interview today, he was talking about how he, they doing a death row east. It's gonna go and overthrow Bad Boy. And let these artists, these artists that ain't eating, get no shine. Let them eat on death row. He's like, we eating. We sold out. We sold more than Bad Boy and them did this year. We going to the East Coast, letting, our, letting the rappers in the black community know that we going to feed them. That we going to help them. We going to get them money. Like, doing things like that, man. Like, talking about songs like White Man's World and Brenda's Had a Baby. Like, this dude was on a whole nother one, man. Right. Um. So, yeah, um, that's number two. Number three, man, I'm not for sure, man. Um. I don't know. It's it's really hard with favorite because my favorites be changing up. But top, my opinion of the top top, um, number three, I would have to probably go with, um. I mean, if you only got I the don't top even two, know, if you man. got the top two, that's cool. That's cool. With I that. mean, I could throw out names like Nas, Jay Z. You but know, you just don't want to just throw those names. Yeah, I just don't want to throw them out for the sake of throwing them out, like. And the reason I had the long stories with Biggie and Paco because they really affected me. DMX. DMX is somewhere up there. I don't know where, but I think his first two or three albums, man, really man, gave... Killed. His first two or three were crazy. It really gave me that. It, it really made me want to be passionate about what I rap about. Like, his passion, dude, was just... Then he prayed every album. I'm like, this nigga cold. <laughs> I mean, this dude is cold. <laughs> Whoa, we got to edit that. Y'all got to edit that. <laughs> Like this dude is cold, man. So my daddy was a big fan of him too. My my my, my daddy really influenced me with his musical choices, but um. So yeah, so that that's my top. Now my uh, can, can can I just name a couple musical yeah. influences then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Lauren Hill, she just cold. I mean, she rapped, you know. So. Yeah, she rapped. Yeah, uh, a musical influence though, Anita Baker. Okay. Um, I don't know what it is about her. I just love her. Um, yeah. So ah. Them top MCs, they always hard for me. I'm not gonna get into my top MC. Yeah, I, that's a, that's another that's a, another time for me. I don't I don't want to get into all that. Okay. But uh, last question, and we can get out of here. And hopefully, hopefully this one isn't too tough of a, of a question. But um, you can have dinner with any three people, dead or alive. Who would they be? Dead or alive. Um. They waiting on you to say Jesus. They waiting on you. They waiting on you. My first one. I, I don't want. I don't want to say the typical Jesus. Everybody want to eat with meet Jesus. <laughs> um, my first one, man, would have to be Marcus Garvey, just because of how radical he was with his black nationalism mm-hmm. and beliefs of Africa, but as well as being a, a self-professing Christian. I always want to talk to him. How did he balance it? How did that look in his everyday life? Um, yeah, I would love to have a conversation about him. Just how did that look in your everyday life, dude? Like, how does it work? Um, my second one, I don't know. Um, my second person would probably have to be um, what's the dude's name? They killed him in Africa. Um. I'm about to say Idi Amin, <laughs> not Idi Amin. Yo. Uh, Gaddafi. 
Okay. I would love to talk to Gaddafi because there's a lot of circulation about how he had a plan to back up all of Africa's currency and banking system with Africa's resources. And that supposedly it would bankrupt Europe and other superpower nations. So, yeah, he had to go. I would love to talk to him and see how true that was mm-hmm. and realize, okay, what what was going on where he was at in Africa, the culture, the history. Um, my third... Um, I don't know. Somebody, one of my ancestors back in the slave days, one of my family members back then. I don't know. Just talk to them and see how did y'all do it. Yeah. How the heck did y'all persevere? I would love to have that conversation with somebody from that era. Yeah, that's a good. How the heck did y'all do it? Um, of course, I would love to talk to Jesus. Hold on. Let me let me just say something. So you know, sometimes people put on Facebook, you know. Questions like, you know, what are you thankful for? And blah, 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 blah. And I'm not saying these people aren't sincere. Yeah. But it does crack me up that people are, God, Jesus, like, like, be for, like, 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 be for real. Like, can we just not be super spiritual for just one second? Yeah. I mean, like, look, I, I put on there, look, I'm thankful for my, my life. I'm thankful for my, my wife, my son. Like, these are things I'm thankful. And again, I'm not hating. I don't want, don't y'all hit me up. Oh, you hating you? Da-da. Nah, man, but be for real. Like, y'all being super spiritual for no reason. Like, yeah. Be for real. All right. Uh, Trey, Trey, what's up? What's going on? I promise I'm going to stop interjecting into your podcast. Brother, you are welcome. It's like, it's like the second. second this one. your house. Yeah, this, it's, it is. This your but, studio. You know what I'm saying? But uh, y'all paying me. Um, so, um, <laughs> so check it out. Uh, I don't know, but it, maybe it's just me. But I get totally like put off by the super spiritual Facebook posts on Sundays. And not okay, and, and you know what? And if you do it on Sunday, okay, you being super spiritual on Sunday, you you still I still want to unfriend you, but I understand. But if every day you super spiritual, every day you over the top, if you can't even say good morning, but you gotta say God morning, okay, you doing too much. You doing too much right now. Uh we need to wrap it up. Uh, let's just be real. But we know. love you. I mean we thank you for I, listening. I definitely, definitely uh, love you to pieces and uh hope that your salvation is secure uh but you're just doing the most i'm saying okay bye-bye all right but cool cool but cool cool so well, look, um, look 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 this, this this is my thing look okay the thing that i hate is the um the chain letters and the the uh if 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 you love jesus click this if you don't then you know what I'm saying? Like stupid yeah, stuff like that. Ninety nine percent ninety nine percent of the people will not pass this message along. Will you be one of the one percent? Yeah, like I hate that stuff. Like, dude, shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> then I hate one thing I hate personally is the Facebook prayers. Like people get on there and they type out these long prayers. And I just be like, Why don't you just do that in real life? That's how I feel. I may be wrong. But I hate seeing this like who you pray to? Facebook Jesus. Like <laughs> I don't know. But it's just something that irritates me sometimes. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. This is I'm just letting y'all know. This is where I'm at right now. You know, you know, I don't see a lot of those. Thankfully, I'm on Facebook a lot more. I left Facebook because I got tired of the uh babe the, the baby mama drama. And like, remember when Uh-oh. the Jordan shoe terrorists like would always be posting like, yo, I just got these crazy yeah, sneaker squad. I'm cool with. I'm cool with sneakerheads, but I'm just saying like they Dre, were like he posting calling like, you out, Dre. Nah, man. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Dre, man. So much soul squad, man. Matter of fact, hey, bro, I need some sponsors, man. You out here making these big time connections? I need some sponsors. I need buy some time. Support me, sponsor me. But anyway, call your boy KD. Tell him to come on the show. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying you got the connection. So, but nah, but you know, but once I want to thank you, uh, Sauce, for coming on. If you listen to this, for sure. Uh, you know, I let my man go because, again, I know people, some people wanted to hear and I wanted you to hear his heart, hear the things that that the journey that he's been on, how it's been impacting him um, in his personal life, in his music uh, and the direction that he wants to go. So, um, you know, and also, this is my first time, you know, ha- having an exclusive interview like this. So so I definitely want to hear your feedback. How do you think it went? Um, what do you think about my brother? You know, if you want to support him, matter of fact, as we close up shop, um, if people want to support you or they want to reach out to you to, to, to say, yo, I got this resource. I want to join the team. Um, where do they hit you at? Where do they reach you at, man? Uh, Facebook backslash sauce remix. Or you can look for me up under Royce sauce handy. 
uh, Twitter at Sauce Remix. I'm always on Twitter now. Like I, I've been tweeting my life away these last couple months. <laughs> um, Twitter's so tight to me right now. Um, Instagram at Sauce Remix. www.sauceremix.com. Sauce Remix at gmail.com. Uh, hit me up if you look. If you got know anybody that's doing anything, um, right, I mean, right now in, in in the season that we're in in this in in, in America, anybody doing something about social issues, social justice, they need a rapper. Let me know. Um, I'll be down to come out or whatever. Let me know. Any panel discussions, um, whatever, please hit me up. Let me know. All right, cool. And if they want to get Soul Food 2, where can they get that at? So, um, Soul Food 2. Go to SauceRemix.com. Click on the link. Um, it's on Dead Piff. It's on Rapzilla. It's on um, Jam the Hype. It's on NewH2O.com. It's on um, RapRemnant.com. It's about to be on uh, MidwestMixtapes.com. And I'm trying to get it on Hot New Hip Hop. Dot com. I got to jump to some hoops to do that because um, they don't know who the heck I am. But uh, yeah, so uh, but SaucerMix.com, you'll find it right there on the front. Excuse me, on the, right right there on the front page, SaucerMix.com. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So man, look, cool. before I go, yeah, people, I still love God, okay? <laughs> All right. I'm not a Hebrew Israelite, though I have some Hebrew Israelite brothers that I get it in with. I love them. They got some solid stuff. I'm not a comedic. Y'all probably know what that is. I'm not a nation of Islam, whatever y'all thinking. Um, um, and yes, I love white people. Um, <laughs> although I do champion um, the issues that are going on in my community because they directly affect me. And I think that um, that's just somewhere I'm at right now in my life. So if you have any questions, please hit me up. I would love to walk through you my ideas of group economics and my ideas of history or whatever else please hit me up man like don't inbox nobody else about me like just hit me up i'm very tangible everybody knows that just hit me up thank y'all so there he is the public service announcement from sauce remix so with that being said we're going to close out the show i thank you all for listening uh for my man a ward for sauce for dj trey thank you for always holding us down and the move I want to say music. This is not Joe Button's studio for the Music Microwave Podcast Studios. I'm your boy, Carlos. Go by A1. So next time, we might get one more show in before the end of the year. Um, it's been another episode of It's a Black and White Thing. Holla at y'all next time.